Welcome to The Big Three, the show that recaps My Hero Academia episode by episode and delves into themes, trivia, and more. I'm your host, Nathan Brandt. I'm your host, Jessica Howard. And I'm your host, Cam Koenig. And today we are going to be going over the first of season two, episodes 14 through 16. How's that fucking intro music for you, dog? Because it's hitting me pretty fucking good. Shit is good. She's good. At Jules VZ. Get out of fucking, we've gotten our pre-show stretches in. We are nice and limber for this anime discussion. <laughs> Ready? <laughs> welcome welcome to your quarterly performance review of anime. We are ready to participate in discourse, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh my God. Last season, we were at 10%. Yeah. We have been right. training. Yes. Uh, I don't know why I'm acting like we were away for a long time. We weren't. It's just a different <laughs> season of the show. But we have been training in mm. the two weeks since our last episode. Yeah. We went into the hyperbolic time chamber. And yeah. now Cam is Super Saiyan Blue. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think Jess with the, your new hair hair color is actually a different Super Saiyan level right yeah. now. So <laughs> yeah. That's good. So with that energy, with that Super Saiyan energy, let's get into it. What would a Super Saiyan look like with a ponytail? Do they ever address that? I know that's a completely different show. His name is Trunks in the end of the okay. Android. Okay. Yeah, I guess you're right. Okay. All right. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Like, God help us if, I've, if I'm ever like, I want to do a Dragon Ball podcast. <laughs> anyway. Nate, I love you, but you're on your own. I know. I know. I would, you know what's funny? I would do that shit because I've been meaning to watch that show. I shouldn't say that, actually. I shouldn't because I feel like your eyes, you just lit up. <laughs> don't, don't say a new podcast around me because, like, I will, like, do that. If you say yeah. new podcast, Nate and I say how high. Like, <laughs> <laughs> fucking, we literally have so many stupid fucking shows ideas that we're just like you should see my notes app yeah, yeah. right same <laughs> like our dms are just filled with hey this is funny right can we do this for like six episodes and it's usually no i both love and hate that for you yeah <laughs> for both of you it's not even a blessing and a curse it's just a fucking curse <laughs> so this podcast though oh, but this yeah. is not a podcast about our podcast wrong show, but okay <laughs> um episode 14 that's the idea ochako like okay um I love the, the 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 episode titles where it's like, yeah, just do it, Ida, or just like, Kirishima, that's great, or whatever the fuck. I love that shit. <laughs> Meowth, that's right. That's so manly, Bakugo. <laughs> yeah, Meowth, that's right. <laughs> Bakugo, put that down. Um, <laughs> uh, we get just like a little mini um, thing of Deku saying like a recap of the first season and saying like, and I'm here because of my friends and everyone that helped me. And this is the story about how I'm so great. And then we get our new opening music, which has the kids stretching and there's some good guitar <laughs> vibes and stuff like that I, uh, note on this i okay. do really like this op i don't think it's as good as the first seasons i was gonna say that for the for the bonus episode but i i am i am agreed with you on that it's not as emotional it's, good. it's very good i just it doesn't hit as fucking hard I'm not going to say how I feel because I'm going to be the mysterious one then. Ooh. Oh, excellent. Right. Stay, stay tuned Ooh. for nine years in the future when we do a bonus episode on, <laughs> exactly. on this season. We're going to be at like at least 15% by then. Yeah, exactly. I, I do have to say, I have a note in here for like mm -hmm. Deku's recap. Deku in his recap says, I am here now. And I put my note literally says, I am here now. Ooh, wise. <laughs> that is because that is how i felt when i 
heard him say that ooh wise yeah yeah he's 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 starting to he's starting to learn and like on another note for the um the intro like it features all the kids getting ready for something and like this is where the like ensemble cast like starts to mm. form around mm-hmm. Deku. Now that we have, we know who Deku is. We know who All Might is. We know Deku's mom and we know Aizawa and then like Bakugo. And then now everyone around that is going to start to build up characterization and uh, it rules. First season said, fuck them kids. The second season <laughs> says, we're going to sit down and we're going to learn about them kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. basically so many kids. So uh, back in the present day from his little like flashback slash flash forward i don't know where he is on that cliff where he's like i'm gonna be the best hero that's not in anything yet anyway um the country is like reacting to the usj attack um and we see a letter from all might to who he addresses as his sensei uh, and they apparently know a lot about all might uh, and they know his entire secret because he's spilling just the whole cup of tea this serves as like a little refresher about all the stuff that happened in season one to deku but it's from the perspective of all might which i think is really interesting and cool it's kind of funny because they double recap it basically by having the deku one and then the intro and then the all might recap but like had it just been the all might letter that kind of would have been cool because it's such a solid idea for like recapping a whole season and like i just it's a very natural way of doing it yeah and i the thing that i like get a little bit frustrated with like in these three episodes in particular is that intro is the same just on all three of them that's Mm -hmm. that is that is just something that i i know that's like kind of an anime trope of like a last time on dragon ball z or whatever like that is a thing that happens and i'm just like all right it's here i just gotta fucking deal with it for 15 seconds and i'm fine i'm watching it now right you don't need to tell me i'm here It, it like that stuff means a lot less in the age of hulu and stuff like mm. that like you know where i can just sit on a couch and eat hawaiian food and watch three episodes of anime at once like i did last <laughs> night just like screaming while eating your pizza rolls like i know what happened last <laughs> yeah, time basically 100 <laughs> percent. yeah and and that the sort of recap stuff falls away a little bit as time goes on mm-hmm. and and i have to like try to put myself in the mindset of like okay this is like when this was coming out on TV, people might have been hearing like, what's this My Hero shit about? Sure, and so sure. especially for a season opening. Right. Mm-hmm. And I also have a note that like the mail can't be that secure to trust that <laughs> your letter about the peace of the entire country and like the world can be entrusted to the structural integrity of an envelope. Like I trust the yeah. <laughs> I, I trust the USPS, but like didn't <laughs> All Might like say his like, didn't he say All Might's name like in that? letter also like didn't all might- uh, he said his own name at yeah. least okay. yeah i don't, I don't yeah. know i don't know that he said like and i am all might but i don't know it's not i think figure it, okay. you could put it together i feel like you could like piece that together though yeah. if, like, you're, if you're being snoopy and you're looking at this you could you could you could put two and two together yeah. Yeah. Anyway, All Might concludes the letter by saying that he may need to call on the help of his old master and he trusts that he can count on him when the time comes and it's signed Toshinori Yagi, which is his real name. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Toshinori Yagi has either the kanji or the word for eight in it, which is really cool because he is the eighth one for all user. Neat. And I love I just, I just love that all of the different users have numbers in their name. Does Deku have nine? Mm-hmm. OK, I couldn't. I knew that we had gone over his name before, but I couldn't remember. Knowing that All Might has like one friend and two co-workers with Nezu and Recovery <laughs> Girl that know his shit. Um, All Might's openness 
is really telling just how much this person must mean to him. And uh, we see him for a second and he's just yellow Mega Man. You can't fool me. (laughs) (laughs) He looks exactly like a little yellow Mega Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We cut to a faculty meeting about the attack where it is confirmed by Sukauchi, the police officer, um, that Shigaraki um, and Kuragiri are either off the grid using false names or they're from another country. And just if you're still like struggling to put the names to faces, Shigaraki is the hands guy. Kuragiri is the warp guy. And then uh, All Might has like a solid 20 seconds where he just says uh, Shigaraki's a baby. Yeah, yeah I love that. I love <laughs> I just, that. Where it's yeah. just like, he's a man baby. And Nez is like, he is a man baby. Yeah, yeah. a man baby, yes. <laughs> it's like, I just let, like, everybody's having a conversation that All Might's like, this little bitch. <laughs> I know, <laughs> like, I know, I know. It's capital G gamer out here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I love that, like, we called we called Shigaraki and Kuragiri, like, red pill gamer gators. Yeah. Now, like, we're, like, it's, like, confirmed for man baby. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I love a lot. And then Snipe basically brags that he shot him, like, 30 times. <laughs> he's like, he's gonna, once he heals from all the fucking gunshot wounds, <laughs> I put put in him they're gonna be back i feel like if he wasn't stopped in that sentence like i feel like he would have just been like yeah i would have fucking killed him i would have had his ass if he hadn't stopped me like all might is worried about who the ringleader of all this could be because it's clear that like he's a man baby as they say (laughs) man child i think and because they said he was really immature about the confrontation and when stuff didn't go his way he freaked the fuck out like a little baby they say that Shigaraki is someone that hasn't gotten rid of their childish sense of omnipotence. And like, you can put that together with Bakugo too, because Bakugo is also dealing with getting rid of his childish mm. sense of omnipotence as well. And with the the saturation of, of heroes as it is, and with villains being in the shadows and forced to, you know, not be out in the open so much because of All Might, it's easy to see how... 72 in parentheses wow villains were down were down to go with whatever shigaraki said 72 villains were arrested a lot and it was just a racer head and <laughs> yeah. like shoto a little bit <laughs> i like how it's like who would win 72 villains or like 15 10 or like 12 year olds yeah. one blinky boy yeah. <laughs> one blinky boy the, the, the chad aizawa uh <laughs> <laughs> I need I need part oh of that. <laughs> I fucking hate that so much. Regardless, the invest this investigation is going to continue since the police don't suck in this world, and that's their job is to investigate crimes, not to do all of the uh, not to do crimes, not yeah. to do, not to do crimes yeah. if in a, in a way. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> um, there is a little talk about quirk counseling and how some kids don't know how to use their quirk or their quirk affects them negatively, and coupled with quirks that like make the user look unconventional it's again easy to see why like 72 people could be rallied up by saying like hey everyone that calls you ugly and like didn't teach you how to do your shit correctly like you know we can we can take back society so i think that's a good uh note of like quirk counseling is a thing it's yeah it's very easy to see like and we'll get more into this but it's very easy to see where the system fails people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even people that got into the school too yes yeah and like the disrest that that causes speaking of that disrest uh the school is closed for a day uh, as deku watches um the all might video again the all might video mm-hmm. he always watches um and he is thinking about how the villains totally shattered 
uh, the perception of what hero school would be like showing the class uh, that they're what they're going to face when they get in the field. And if he doesn't improve, he's just going to get in the way mm -hmm. uh, like they did this last time, which if the kids weren't there, Eraserhead and 13 would have like left or been able to handle things in a different way. Mm -hmm. um, but because the kids were there, 13 got their entire back shredded and Eraserhead got like cracked like a fucking egg on, on yeah. his elbow and his and his face. <laughs> I thought it was a neat touch to show like Deku relying on that video as kind of it, it came across to me as like very much like a comfort grounding thing. Security blanket. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like that's clearly something that we have like seen him watch a lot, you know, whenever he is at like honestly both emotional extremes. So like yeah. just that being like something that can like ground him is like showing that stuff off, I thought was like really neat and I, that resonated with me a whole lot it's also kind of interesting just like revisiting it especially at the beginning of a new season with like all of the context of the first season right, and like right. Deku is now like and it's, it's kind of hard because it's like a complicated relationship with it now because like this used to be his comfort thing this used to be like the thing that inspired him and so I think he goes to it for that like that sensation of feeling grounded again but like now when he watches it he's just like oh shit like I'm up next yeah like mm -hmm. this is this like, has to be like me. this video cannot ever happen again because mm -hmm. it will kill him like mm -hmm. well yeah and, and sort of what Jess was getting at is I have to be that now mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have to be that or the world is done mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I I gotta like I gotta quit fucking around and I need to be a good hero um, and so he's definitely starting to like feel the responsibility that probably weighs heavy on every user of one for all. Mm. Mom makes him pork cutlet bowls. That food looked real good. It did yep. look oh so my God. good. That anime food. Yes, absolutely. What the fuck is it about anime food? I don't know. I, mm. It just always looks good. And it's and, and it's Japanese food on top of that, which yeah. already looks than, like a burger. Andrew's been playing a lot of Yakuza. And uh, one of the things that you can order is tonkatsu ramen. And I'm just oh like, man, I would kill. I would kill right now. It may seem like a weird throwaway line or like just a cutesy thing to be like, oh, here's pork cutlet bowls. Um, but it's stated in the little profiles of them mm -hmm. that that is his favorite food. Aww. So Mom Doria is making him like Mom this Doria. his favorite thing um, after a what I have here as labeled as a uh, terrorist attack. Yeah. Is really sweet. <laughs> Um, she's worried about him, and this will continue. I wrote to, uh, in quotations, those new muscles need lots of fuel, and then Deku's mom stay winning. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. She's so cute. She's the cutest little lady. She's honestly a great mom. I know. She is. And, like, going into the next couple of episodes, too, like, everything she does mm -hmm. is completely, like, she just wants him to, like, she just wants the best for him, but is also fucking terrified. Yeah, she's a really realistically written mom, yeah. like, for mm -hmm. this world, for sure. We cut to school where the kids are reacting to their little bit of fame and publicity they got from the incident, um, and they wonder who's going to teach homeroom since Aizawa is in the hospital, but... Turns out that Aizawa will still be teaching them, albeit with more cloth wraps around him than usual. Uh, he says that the fight is not over yet, um, but not because villains are attacking, but instead that there is a sports festival coming up to which all the kids say, wow, that's super normal, <laughs> which, I, which I thought was really funny. It Coming into a room, though, and saying the fight is not over is a really fucking extreme way of saying, oh, yes, there's a sports competition. Yeah. Like right after... 
A terrorist attack. Essentially a terrorist attack. Maybe not on the same level, huh? Yeah. I know, I know intensity is your thing, Aizawa, but maybe tone it down a couple notches. <laughs> he's, he's a little bit of a drama queen sometimes. Abso- absolutely. Sometimes. Yes. <laughs> this is where we start to see like the A-B nature of the show going from school activity to major incident and back and forth and mm-hmm. how the, the two always lead into one another in significant ways. Uh, and in this case, um, this is about showing that UA is not afraid to put an event on because of this this villain attack. Right. Um, and since much of hero work is like about easing the public's fears of villain attacks, in a weird way, this is going to give the kids a better opportunity to be a hero than the USJ incident ever did. Um, and I think like that's why Aizawa is like, listen, this is the real battle. You got to show people that UA isn't a bunch of chumps. Like, right. You need to show them that we didn't this didn't happen because we were weak. Like like you you just did job shadowing, but now it's time for mock interviews, motherfucker. Yeah, absolutely. I, I also wrote in here, Manetta saying that he doesn't want to get murdered is the only valid thing he's ever said. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, absolutely, absolutely. So far, that is it. Uh, shout out, uh, I will say, uh, big points to Bakugo for telling uh, Manetta to shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I hope he gets murdered. I want him to. If he did, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate that. He's got to transfer out of the hero course, right? Which we'll we'll get to in like two seconds when we talk about like the the encounter that's about to happen. But like he's got to get transferred out, please. <laughs> we once we get later on into things, I will we will have that conversation because I want that to happen as well. <laughs> Good. <laughs> The Olympics aren't a thing anymore uh, because Quirks made it too fucking hard. That's valid. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Uraraka doing the fucking shot put. Are you kidding me? She got infinite. <laughs> the biathlon with superpowers honestly sounds dope as fuck, but it's, I get why they wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to me, though, that like instead of like the Olympics evolving, they were just like, nah, fuck it. College sports time. <laughs> fuck Greece. It's let's, our turn. <laughs> let's let's watch these high school kids beat the fuck out of each other. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that, oh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck Greco-Roman wrestling and all that fucking <laughs> bullshit and skiing and shooting a gun or whatever the fuck happens in the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. It's time to see children punch each other. <laughs> the fucking weirdest shit is at the Olympics, though. Like, I, like there's so many times you'll, you'll have like a trivia question, right? And it's like, which one of these is not an Olympic sport? And you're like, I don't fucking know. Shit changes everything. Every year. Yeah. They're always threatening to add esports. <laughs> threatening is the correct term. Uh, yeah. God, could you imagine? I'm ugh, fucking. That sounds like a copy pasta. Like, I'm an Olympic gold medalist gamer. Gold medalist uh, ninja. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, uh, nah. God, we can't start talking about that shit or it's going to no. go forever. But, Jess, you did say, like, it's weird once you start thinking about the Olympics and. That made me think of like, yeah, this this world has a lot of weird shit in it, too. But to them, it's all like, oh, yeah, it's the sports festival. Yeah. Like nobody um, is like, what's the sports festival? You don't know what the sports festival is. And here's the exposition. It's just like yeah. they give you the exposition by talking about how jacked they are for it, which I think yeah, is, yeah. Is, is like a way it's a it's a, it's a much higher level yeah. skill for writing than having like somebody just not know what it is. Yeah. To them, it's basically like the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah. I have here that it's basically March Madness. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because because it's about kids, right? Um, This is where the kids are going to prove themselves to agency scouts for post-grad and actually during school as well. The kids are like pumped as fuck to stand out, Um, especially Aoyama, uh, whom, need I remind you, is the best character in the show. <laughs> he good. shows up with the roses in the background. He's like, oh my, <laughs> how am I going to stand out? Oh, I couldn't stop from standing out. I'm so beautiful. 
beautiful. You're too good at that. You're you're way too good at that, honestly. <laughs> he fucking, I love Aoyama so Let it be known, much. we did not hire his voice actor. That yeah. was all Nate. Uraraka is particularly demonically pumped to uh, do her best. She's fucking amped. It's it's fucking amazing. It is. Yeah, she's like, we're gonna go hard in the pain, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm gonna do my best. <laughs> honestly, I I feel like as much as like. I want to be a Momo, and I feel like there are some Momo qualities about me. I think that at my core, I am actually Uraraka. I can see that. I can see that. That's interesting. I, I think I have to kind of embrace it. We will have like a, a 1A Zodiac <laughs> figure out like who we all are. Um, we'll do a BuzzFeed quiz for the next uh, bonus. I do want to point out just before this, he just missed class after like 10 minutes. I did notice that too. He's <laughs> like, like, class dismissed. I'm like, fucking what? <laughs> okay. I gotta go lay down because I'm a mummy. The teacher Bye. showed up for 15 minutes, so now we're legally allowed to leave. Mm hmm. Mineta starts to suggest that Uraraka's intensity is because of her PMS before he gets fucking smacked um, in Japanese. At least that's what it is. I don't remember what it is in English. I don't think that's alluded they to. didn't say that. No. Yep. Yep. He says in Japanese, it's like, he says PM and then he gets fucking smacked by Sue. Good. Which, uh, good. Good. He hit and he kind of like bobbleheads after he gets hit. He fucking lays ass out. But yeah, I was just like, Jesus Christ, you fucking blow, dude. Deku realizes he has no idea why Uraraka wants to be a hero. Um, and to put it bluntly, um, they they talk a little bit later and she's like, it's it's for money. Which makes her noticing that Ida was rich kind uh, like kind of take on like a different meaning mm -hmm. that like if you come from a poor background, like that kind of stuff is like always on your mind mm -hmm. uh, and like you see somebody that didn't come from that background and you're just like oh wow okay so now i need to like compare you know what i mean mm -hmm. there's like a little bit of like comparison paranoia going on with that kind of a thing well and if you think about it too the majority of the kids in that classroom at least are from wealthier families or mm -hmm. at least from like from lines of heroes. Yeah. Like there are mm -hmm. very few kids like Bakugo and Deku are probably the only two that come to mind that are also kind of from humbler backgrounds. But and I'm, I'm sure there are others, too. But all the other prominent characters like like Ida, like Momo, mm -hmm. like Todoroki, too, like all of these mm -hmm. kids like come from prominent families. Yeah, bare minimum, it's like a nuclear family. We see Sue's family later on, and it's just like a fucking like gaggle of frog people. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, okay, cool, yay. Actually, Deku coming from what at this point we can only assume is like a single parent household uh, mm -hmm. with one kid. Like this is he's actually on the lower end of things. Mm -hmm. But Uraraka is is saying like I I want to get money as a hero because uh, I want it to be for my parents. And we get her little backstory. Uh, and it's basically that her family's business hasn't gotten any work for a while. It's a construction business uh, and they're super broke now. Um, and she got into fucking superhero Harvard. Um, I don't think that UA has any kind of paid tuition. So it's really cool that someone like her and Ida can be equals here, which is like another 50 levels deep thing that you wouldn't think about. But they're like, oh, we thought about this kind of yeah. thing. So I, I love that. Something I have to say about this whole conversation is like, I love that the fact that she just wants to be able to support herself and, and she wants financial security is not demonized. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of times, like, especially for women, I feel like if you're mm -hmm. somebody who wants money, you're automatically it's like, oh, that's kind of a shash, like, you know, a fucking shallow reason. But like both Ida and Deku are like, 
wow, that makes complete sense. And like, that's a very grounded reason. And, you know, mm-hmm. like the like and even Ida, who like is somebody who comes from money and who money to him probably doesn't mean as much as mm-hmm. it means to someone like mm-hmm. um, or Araka. Like he's still like, holy shit, that's commendable. That's amazing. You want to take care of your family. You want to be secure. Totally respect that. Um, and it's nice when in, in a lot of shonen the goal, the motivation is always like, I want to be the very best, you know, and mm-hmm. to have some character who's like, hey, I just want to have a good life and take care of my parents and be secure. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's that's really cool. Very Japanese values, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I think that also, like, it's it's also interesting just from the standpoint of, like, Deku, I think there's a little bit of the play on the whole, like, shonen. oh, I want to be the, the greatest of all time, but, like, here's two people that are, like, his friends who very clearly have, like, honestly way more measurable goals than his and he's just like right, oh yeah. my god my Other goal I wanna, sucks yeah. yeah he's just <laughs> yeah. Like, like him like freaking out about like okay well like me being the best hero and like being there for people that does is that goal bad like is that a good enough goal to want to do mm-hmm. this and it was like kind of neat to see that inner struggle i'll get into like what the flashback shows it shows her telling her dad as a kid uh, that she wants to help out her dad is like i would rather see you follow your own dreams like maybe take us to hawaii mm-hmm. if you if you get rich or whatever and there's a really cool match cut of her clutching her skirt as a kid with determination to her now clutching her skirt with determination as she like declares again that she's going to be a lucrative hero so her parents can take it easy and like as someone whose mom's house got ruined (laughs) uh, by a flood uh, earlier this year and uh, I had to and with the help of Cam and other friends uh, help her pay for her house to not be moldy and flooded uh, that hits me way harder than it did when I first watched it. Well, it's, and it's like you brought up, like it's a, it's definitely like this Japanese value. Like society as a whole is more of a collective society where in America it's more individualist. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know, it's, it's sweet and nice. And I guess kind of like a breath of fresh air as a Westerner watching it to like see these people who are so invested in their family and like security. And, you know, I don't know. And just just to kind of see that. So, yeah, I don't know. It's sweet. Araraka's whole, like, the backstory is unexpected, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And is really sweet. Comes out of nowhere. Ida, of course, is supportive of that and understands that because his family business is being a hero. So mm-hmm. why would he be like, that's stupid and not honorable or whatever, when his family literally pays for themselves by being a family of heroes? Mm-hmm. So that's the family business. And so, like, I don't know, in, I don't remember in English what he says, but in, in Japanese, he goes, bravo, Uraka-kun, bravo, Uraka-kun. Yeah. He basically yeah. says he that. He screams yeah. it fucking rules. Just, like, claps over his head. Like, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just like what you said, like, it's cool that, like, especially as a female character, she's not... One demonized, and then also she's not like hashtag girl boss or whatever, you know, about it. It's just like, yeah, yeah, I want to make money to help out my parents, and like that's it. And everybody respects that. God, I'm so glad you brought the hashtag girl boss shit because that is like, oh my god, this the second that stuff gets introduced, it's the most pandering, like, mm-hmm. like, God, I remember this is a side note, but I remember mm-hmm. when like Infinity War came out, it was mm-hmm. an end game, I don't yeah. know, but when like yeah. the fucking girls have their moment, and I was just like, oh, and Shania Twain plays in the background yeah, now. <laughs> like <laughs> i'm so glad though they don't do that with the girls in the show that's that's all it's just you said that and it just oh did, yeah i had no. a physical reaction inside <laughs> <Yeah>. me <laughs> absolutely all might interrupts uh and invites deku to a little cute bento lunch and a talk and uraka and ida are talking a little bit later and think that oh it must be because like 
Sue said that they have similar quirks and they have this bonding, this basically trauma bonding experience <laughs> at USJ. And uh, Shoto hears this and seems to take note that uh, there is a Deku and All Might connection here. And All Might says that he is basically down to 50 minutes per beef up. And uh, he says that it hurt a lot that fight did. Which I never caught until I watched it this time. He's like, yeah, dude, that fucking hurt. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, man. <laughs> like, even like somebody that knows like, oh, yeah, he's got that huge scar there. I didn't think that he was like in a lot of pain doing that. I thought that he was just like, ha, this was hard to do, but I did it. But he's like, nah, dog, my fucking lungs bleed all the time. I'm spitting up blood constantly. Yeah. Deku, Deku apologizes and All Might is like, we are so alike, aren't we? Um, mm. And says like, don't worry about it. Like. I would be losing my power no matter who I gave this to. So it's it's fine. And Deku's like, I think I got like a little bit of control uh, when I was fighting. Um, and I, maybe it was because of 13's speech about how your quirk can kill if you use it wrong. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe he subconsciously put on the brakes, um, which is progress. I think that it's just because Nomu had shock absorption. And maybe it gave Deku the idea that like for, for me, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if he was just like, sure, I did it. <laughs> that was my thought, too, is like for me, when I watched this, I thought the complete opposite of what All Might later says. He's like, oh, you must have known that you didn't want to kill him. So you held back. And like I was thinking like, no, it was a flighter, a fight or flight response. And like he just at that moment was like, I don't want to like I'm not thinking about it. I'm not measuring this like I just mm -hmm. have to do it. And because of that, like he was able to follow through. Yeah. Um. That's that's what I thought. But then mm -hmm. All Might's like, oh, it must have been this. And I was like, well, fuck me then. All Might. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sometimes in this show when people are like, oh, it must be this. It's not the case, though. So maybe in, mm -hmm. in a later time, we'll, we'll figure out that it's not that. All Might tells Deku that the villains are likely starting to realize that the impending power vacuum is about to happen. And they want to use that to get more of a foothold in the world. And so Deku needs to be the reason for the public to have faith in heroes, like I was talking about earlier. He needs to step into the world stage and declare that I am here. Because uh, All Might says that the, in Japanese, he says that the sports festival is a bigu evento. <laughs> like, <laughs> he is so fucking serious about this shit. And you can tell like why he's the symbol of peace, right? Like, yeah, it, like zooms into his like blue eyes piercing into Deku. It's like, whoa. It's also really cool just to like see honestly how good of a mentor he is like i don't think he necessarily believes that himself like i i, I feel like there's probably there's like so many times during the show where he's just like ah oh, shit i'm gonna get this kid hurt like oh fuck i'm terrible mm -hmm. at this mm -hmm. he's really good at that like he yeah. understands what it means to be the symbol of peace he understands like what goes into it he understands what struggling with one for all looks like it's like he says with deku where he's like oh man we are so alike um and it's because they both have that kind of tendency to deku more so but i think that it probably comes with age but that tendency to overthink and to consider things from both like sides and so it's like all Might is constantly balancing that teacher mentality and, mm -hmm. and trying to do that, but also like, okay, but what is good for this kid? Right. Um, and so because he has that, like you have somebody like Aizawa who he, he, he kind of does that to a lesser extent, though. He's a little bit more strict, but All Might is a little bit more motherly, a little more nurturing, mm -hmm. and he, yeah. he kind of navigates the balance back and forth. Yeah. And it's really helpful when you have somebody like, like Deku who's kind of struggling to find his footing yeah. and to mm -hmm. kind of, you know, figure out how he can actually make his dreams come true or, you know, become the greatest hero. Yeah, absolutely. And like All Might knows, and so does Aizawa, but he, he says it in a different way mm -hmm. that's a lot more harsh, but like 
being a hero isn't just being the one that does the goodest punch. You also have to like, mm -hmm. you have to be like a mascot for peace. Um, and so it's, it's really cool that like everybody practices what they preach here. Mm -hmm. And that's the end of that episode. We have a new closing theme. And I said, new closing music is for the girls, baby. Just the girls <laughs> being gals. G gals, pals. Yeah. Just Shania Twain. Just hashtag yeah. girl <laughs> bossing it up. It's like, yeah, it's like a little bit cutesy, but also like, I don't know. I personally don't have a problem yeah, it just, it with just, it, but like, what do, what do you yeah. think, Jess? I, uh, I like it too. I, cause I don't think that it's too, like, I don't know. It's just, it's just like a slice of life type yeah. thing. It's very like cutesy. It's very anime. And what I do like about it is we kind of got to this at the very beginning where they start to establish this as an ensemble cast. Mm -hmm. um, this is like another thing saying like, hey, like we're going to focus on characters that aren't just Deku. Mm -hmm. Like Deku is not in this. Yeah. So um, I think that it kind of sets the tone for it, it like kind of tells us to pay attention to the other characters. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's also just like a fun thing. You know, yeah. you know, like, yeah, and I, I think you're completely right, Jess. But I mean, I do also think like, hey, you know, it can just be fun for the sake of fun. And that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and they and they totally nail both. So just gals laying just, in the grass just, and think just, about whatever. Just I don't gals know. being pals. And then there's like an extended version and there's like an, you know, a pillow fight. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> episode 15 is Roaring Sports Festival. This is the second episode that has roaring in the title, which I love. Um, All Might and Deku finish their uh, meeting up. And this is like Deku realizing that a hero has a lot to do with image and marketability. Um, and that feeds into him being able to serve as the next symbol. And he's got a fucking want it he knows he wants to win but to light that fire and to be like i have to win is a distinct little difference there the sports festival is every class together doing some sort of tournament and activity i have here my hero academia and applebee's have one thing in common and that's that they're all about stakes oh my um, god like <laughs> this event like it's it seems just like a little exhibition match kind of a thing on the surface level but it's like when you put together the like public perception and the kids careers are on the line in a way too because they want to get scouted this shit is like wicked important we see 1a about to like leave class they open the door and like there's a bunch of people are like trying to get a read on them for the festival like what can that guy do all that kind of stuff especially this lavender boy he's not from the hero course uh but he really wants to be and he wants to use the sports festival, like Cam said, to prove that he can be a hero too and transfer into the hero course. Like we kind of said earlier, um, it seems like the hero society and like what's valued can negatively impact heroes and villains alike, which I think is he see, he has a chip on his shoulder that he's not in the hero course. Yeah. And I cannot wait until we learn more about him and we talk about him because his backstory, his whole deal is like so fucking cool. And I have so much to say about it. Lavender boy, everybody, everybody watch out for him. He's he's great. Despite um, Bakugo like brushing them off as extras, uh, these people people will be their competition not only at the sports festival but in their professional careers after they graduate too and weirdly bakugo's declaration that the others don't matter as long as you aim for the top is exactly what all might was talking about and what deku kind of needed to hear and fucking mm. uh, kirishima the hard boy is like so manly and then like the japanese yeah. like wave paintings come <laughs> up behind that him. was i loved that shot fucking love him uh, what's well, so i have the kirishima calling bakugo manly note and then just yes next to it but right <laughs> above it i have uh bakugo really said the only person i'm competing with is myself what a king yeah <laughs> yeah king <laughs> shit honestly yeah. honestly bakugo is hashtag girl boss <laughs> 
if if this was Nespod or if this was Hamburglar or whatever, that would be the title of this yeah. episode is Bakugo is hashtag girlboss. Fucking like I like the bit where he's just talking mad shit to these kids and Deku's like, nah, he means that shit. Like he doesn't really have to like this kid beat the shit out of me all the time when we grew up. I know he means it. Y'all are fucked. <laughs> yeah. Deku remembers All Might telling him uh, that he needs to channel what he felt the day that he did a big scream at the beach. Uh, and then it is fucking montage time. Montage, baby. Love a good montage. Let's go. Absolutely. Uh, Hagakure, the invisible girl, is trying so hard to stand out. And I love that because she's invisible. It's so cute. I love her. <laughs> That's like... Yeah, she's great, but that's like just a good bit. It is. It yeah, totally it is. is. It's so funny because she she almost like forgets that her quirk is an irreversible thing. Yeah. She can't be seen. And she's like, oh, man, how do you think I looked? It's like I like no, I like nothing. I don't know. You're you're, you're gloves. <laughs> her original costume had like a mask with a like very simple smiley face drawn that on rules. it. I really, really <laughs> wish that they had that. that. Oh, my God. That's cute. And like straight up, boom, it's it's the day of the festival after we see everybody prepping it's like power montages, baby, which I do have to say, I love the fact that the montage takes place at their homes and it's not just yes. like at school training because you get to see how each person yeah. trains differently. It's not just like, oh, we're running laps in gym class. It's like it like Jiro is like shooting fucking darts and stuff like that. Like it's it's different for everybody. And how like a lot of them were training together. Mm -hmm. mm, yeah, I thought was really cool. Like how it's like very much an individual thing. But uh, like Uraraka and Mina, how they mm -hmm. were like training together. And I'm like, that's cool as shit. And then Fapishtandi mm -hmm. was there being him. Um, <laughs> yep, absolutely. It shows you a little bit more of their values yeah. too, especially when you mm -hmm. look at like Momo and Todoroki mm -hmm. because Momo Rather than like doing physical stuff, she's like cracking the books because she, for her quirk, she needs to know how to make things. So she's like sitting there, she's studying, she's reading. And Todoroki, who comes from a family, which we'll talk about this more later, mm -hmm. but comes from a, like a very disciplined uh, family, mm -hmm. is he, rather than like just like, you know, shooting fire and ice or whatever, he is like meditating and doing like more. I, I don't, I, I'm not exactly sure what he's doing, but it's, it's more. I think in the intro, he's doing Tai Chi mm -hmm. too. Like in the, yeah. in the opening music, like thing he's doing. Tai Chi, yeah. yeah. Like he's doing traditional like martial arts stuff. He's not just like, I'm gonna make a fire and like testing shit out. Like he mm -hmm. is yeah. focusing and he is very deliberate in what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. And like Saro, the tape boy, and uh Ojiro, the the tail guy, like they're in like a one of those like fake towns, like mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. trying to get their like traversal down, which I think is really cool. Mm -hmm. I wish I could shoot grappling hooks for my elbows. That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could jump from a building and just land like Kirishima God, does. That'd be good. <laughs> he just goes, yeah. Uh, we see Mount Lady, Death Arms, and Kamui Woods uh, are on security detail here. Uh, and like they said, the they beefed up security like times three because of this attack. Uh, that happened. Um, we see Mount Lady getting some free food. Um, she seems like she's like kind of in the hero business for this type of attention. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just making note of like that is a type of, of hero that does exist in this world. That scene just really made me want some takoyaki like real bad. I've never had it. And I'm like, I don't know what I've that is. Oh, shit, I was like, I don't know if this is like a meat <laughs> thing or a dessert, but I want it. <laughs> I, I love Mount Lady, though. Oh, that, cheap that, that, that interaction was so yeah. fucking so, funny. Oh, I don't even have any. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
so good. She is like, like, like Jess said in like our first episode, like she's very like image conscious and like mm-hmm. very, I, I think a lot about how I'm presented and perceived and stuff. So I think that's a really interesting in this little interaction about getting free food yeah. because she's sexy. Like <laughs> Mount Lady is absolutely an Instagram influencer yeah. and she loves the free shit. She would be an Instagram influencer because like there is posters of her in um, Minetta's room. It says like Mount Hair and stuff like that. Like she's selling products and stuff. Mm -hmm. And we'll get into that whole shit a lot later on, too. But for now, uh, in the green room, we see the kids getting prepped for the event. Uh, Shoto like rolls up and gives Deku basically like a road rules, real world like I'm not here to make friends. He's bullshit thing. Intense too, like Jesus. Yeah, this boy says three words, and two of them are aggressive. Yeah. throughout the entire show, <laughs> two of them are fuck and you. Deku is like. Okay, I'll like <laughs> declare war on me too. Like it's fine. I'm competing against everybody, so like fucking bring it on, fucking icy hot. Let's go. My favorite thing too is like Deku is like, yeah, you are better than all of us, and Kirishima's just like, hmm, maybe. He's like, hey maybe, now, maybe don't lump us all in there, but okay. Deku's like, nah, I'm, I'm right. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah you're yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, uh, like Lavender Boy also wants the spotlight as well. So there's there's more than just showing the world that you're the best it's also showing your classmates what you can do and like earning their respect in a way too like they're all they're all kind of friends but the respect angle comes a little bit later through this event actually and uh hey present yeah. is here i would go to any fucking event he is emceeing i don't care he what the, the fuck event. it is he is the event you're completely right especially japanese president mike oh, god um, he is our announcer for the event and y'all really need to watch this sub because he is top tier hammy bullshit Good. to the to the cameras that are there he's like swarm of mass media are you ready <laughs> it's like you're so fucking lame i love him <laughs> I want to be you <laughs> with his fucking cockatiel haircut and shit. God, he's too. so cool. Yeah. Fuck. Big Friday Night Lights energy here as like everyone enters the stadium. Uh, it's classes A through K. The gen ed kids are here and they're not feeling it at all, <laughs> save for Lavender Boy. Uh, we see class B as well. And it's important to note that like we get to know everybody from class B as as time goes on, um, especially in the upcoming season five Like and, and, and what will be six. We get to see a lot of class B and it's cool as somebody that has read all that stuff and seen all that stuff to see them show up fully formed here and they're not retconned to exist later. Like mm-hmm. I think a lesser show would be like, oh yeah. And I was there at that event too. And I was thinking about this too. It's like, no, you know that Tetsu Tetsu was there because you saw fucking Tetsu Tetsu there. That is something that I like to a much lesser degree notice just because like in season four, like you do start seeing more of these students. Um, mm-hmm. You start to realize like when you look into the background, you're like, oh, that character, like I see them in the background. I know that they're a person who like has lines and like some plot later. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. They have relationships and like one of them has like a, a reoccurring gag and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. It blows me away every time how how well thought out like every little detail of this is and like I think it's just a budgetary thing but in this season the background characters are much more diversely shown in terms of well one like skin types but also you see more of the heteromorphic type Mm -hmm. quirks Mm -hmm. where it's just like oh she's got horns or like oh he's got a tail and it's like you, they're not a character they're just there which i think is really cool yeah that whenever i was watching whenever i was watching this for the first time when i 
first saw this show. Like I, that was something that I think uh, season two, like specifically right around now is whenever like, cause I watched the whole first season. Cause it's not, not very long. And I was bored on a weekend and probably unemployed. I don't remember. Everybody's talking about it. Right. So I might yeah, as well totally. watch it. Yeah. Um, and so like ar- around this point was whenever I'm like, Oh no, this show fucking rules. And I think a big part of that is like with stuff like this, the thing that always appeals to me is the stuff that are not always the primary focus. Like a lot of the, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like the characters that are not, just the main like four or five characters that you see like on screen most of the time like i think all of like the class b and like a lot of the support people are fucking awesome that's something that like if i could i mean i have a million like complaints with media at large but like something that i always think about and i always notice is like you can tell the difference between shows or games or whatever where like the background characters and like and the environment like including the people in it like is something that's important to them and when it's like totally an afterthought Mm -hmm. um when like the default is like white human with brown hair Mm -hmm. um that was like one thing that i noticed and this like i said this is a side tangent type thing but with Mm -hmm. final fantasy 7 remake yeah something that drove me crazy is you have like these really great looking main characters and obviously their main characters they're going to look better than everybody else they've got the hair yeah (laughs) but everybody else in the fucking background looked like they shopped at gap and was just like this like like white person like just with like a polo and khakis and it's like this seems strange am i am i just all the side characters in ff7r or <laughs> I, I guess i guess yeah. so talk about how the rats are like bugging you or whatever or talk about how you have missing cats or something and then there we go <laughs> but and, and like even shit like star wars like sci-fi stuff can do yeah. this too where it's like the default is still even yeah. in a totally different setting just like a white person with brown hair yeah. and so it's like when you have the ability to have fun with what your characters look like and the environments mm. like please yeah. do it and yeah. my hero does it and it's really yeah, cool absolutely. yeah that was something that i mentally noted but i didn't write down is like you can tell that the like the background artist had fun mm-hmm. like being like all right well i'm gonna make a binoculars hero here he is over here haha all right that's my that's my guy i'll draw him in some of my backgrounds or whatever mm-hmm. the rated r hero midnight <laughs> is uh <laughs> the ref for the event today she is referenced using the japanese word uh which means 18 so she is called the 18 plus hero <laughs> in japanese which is like very very funny that tracks weirdly the second snm hero that we've met <laughs> in this show her and aizawa are good friends also which is really funny i bet they they're are fuck- they're fucked constantly like her you know they are aizawa midnight mike and somebody that we've already met um they all went to ua together and midnight is one year ahead of aizawa and mike uh, and the other person that we've met and she actually landed aizawa the teaching gig at ua and i'll go over all of that in a much later bonus episode i'm going to talk about um the my hero uh, academia vigilantes story which like is weirdly aizawa heavy for like three quarters of it um it rules but anyway midnight and her tits are there and she and her whip and her fucking and her fucking handcuffs there she's there and she is way too sexual for fucking freshmen in high school yeah, yeah my favorite is just like kaminari and kirishima just like kind of blushing and like i think that this is maybe too much yeah. like, like trying not to be disrespectful, right. also feeling adolescent boy feelings, but sure. also yep. like scared like, by this oh woman. God. <laughs> like what? Bakugo, instead of doing the fucking pledges of allegiance or whatever the fuck, he tells the stadium, like, hey, I'm the best and I'm gonna win. Uh so fucking deuces. Also king shit. Like yeah. honestly. <laughs> king shit, yeah. And like Deku seems to think that he's doing that 
in order to get everyone pumped up because like spoilers bakugo wants everybody to fucking come at him because he wants to prove mm -hmm. himself because he just got showed up in that one uh thing with deku mm -hmm. um where he punched the whole the ceiling and everything and like you know shattered his whole fucking worldview he needs to build himself back up and i think this is kind of his way to do that it's like it's a cool note too, like deku noticing that because it's something mm. to where like you like we kind of have our perceptions of like what bakugo is and like how and like he's he, we know he's confident and all this shit but like deku's like no he would have normally laughed about that yeah. and then you think about it and like yeah he usually kind of does laugh with that shit he's always like no i'm gonna win haha <laughs> you know but like when he does it it's just like very like blank like well i'm gonna beat you guys yeah. um and it's different like and, and Deku notices that he's like no like this isn't like him just being an asshole he's not just like trying to be that kid he's not just being confident and mean like he's like for himself and for the other kids to get them motivated he's saying like I'm gonna do my best this is just his shitty way of saying that yeah like that's all he knows he's just like okay well I mean I'm gonna beat you because that's just like to him it is not him being an asshole he is literally yeah. just stating an objective fact like yes mm -hmm. the first event of three for the day is an obstacle course and everyone from classes a through h so the the business courses aren't doing this race but everyone else is um which i think i, I did the math and it's like still like 180 people or whatever everyone is using their quirks to get in the lead um they get stuck in a tunnel even that they turn into like a big metaphor for all this oh, yeah. sort of shit and i'm just like god you really really think about your shit huh maybe it's just a tunnel like <laughs> it ain't that deep deck uh something i do want to point out here um i don't know if it mm -hmm. was mentioned in the sub whenever up in the commentary booth it's present mike with a uh, racer head like up there doing color commentary how the fuck did he talk him into doing that? <laughs> I think it's just because they're friends. It's just because they're they're friends. And Aizawa's like, sure, fuck. I was like, okay, fine, fuck. I'll, I'll sit in a place where only you can bug me yeah. and nobody else. <laughs> Honestly, I get yeah. that, yeah. He's he's just doing it for the box seats. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Present Mike's, like, bouncing off of his comments that he makes throughout these next couple episodes are fucking hysterical. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah absolutely. Um, we see everyone use their quirks to get ahead. Um, Lavender Boy is being carried by what looks like zombies, which is hilarious. Uh, Robo Inferno, the robots <laughs> from the entrance exam are here. Um, I don't know what they call it in, in, in the English dub because um, I watched that quite a while ago, but uh, <laughs> Mike calls it Robo Inferno. Not Robo Inferno. Nah. And it, it, we are we are lesser for yeah, it. 100%. <laughs> yeah, 100 percent. I'm telling you guys, if you're good, those that are that are listening, if you're not uh, watching the subs and you're able to watch the subs, definitely fucking give it a try, at least for this this arc. So uh, it's the robots from the entrance exam. Todoroki is like, oh, man, I was hoping for something stronger. And he fucking blows them all away. He says that he was wishing for something better because his dad's watching. And before he like leaves everybody in the dust by fucking annihilating these robots and freezing everyone in place, pretty much, mm. except for the people that saw it coming. Like Ojiro, the tail guy, he's just like, you can't fucking do that again. Yeah, dude, dude, I knew what you're fucking <laughs> I've about. Been here before. Deku proves that he's not immobilized by robots anymore with fear, um, which I guess is a step up from shitting the bed and breaking <laughs> your arms and legs. But you know, that's. But you know who is shitting the bed for Deku <laughs> is Deku's mom. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. She is. She is terrified. Yeah. And, she's like, oh no, like, robots. <laughs> She she called him baby too. Yeah. She's like, oh no, baby, yeah. run away! And I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> like screaming at the TV that she like knows that he can't beat them. Like 
but I also don't think she's seen him in action before. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the end of that episode. And the next one is in their own quirky ways, which I hate as a title, but it's fine. (laughs) The kids are referred to as Gorudin Egzu by (laughs) President Mike, which I love. Uh, And Aizawa's like, dude, you don't need me here. Why am I even here if you're going to be this fucking loud dude and loudly call the kids golden eggs (laughs) in English? (laughs) Todoroki's still in first, obviously. Even the top students are like in the dust, uh, including Kirishima, Ejiro, uh, who gets a proper introduction here he can harden his body to be the sharpest spear or the strongest shield um, which as a note that comes up like later on in like season four they use that same terminology which i think is really cool oh, yeah also left sorting through the sh- through shoto's mess is tetsu 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 greatest name in the series like yes who <laughs> makes kirishima upset because they have near identical quirks however this isn't the first person that shares abilities with him since Mineta has shown that he can also get hard on command. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I also, uh, I don't know if it was this in the sub, but in the dub, like present Mike's intro for Tetsu Tetsu, identical, and the exact same thing. And that was so funny. <laughs> Super excited, but identical. Yeah. It's, it's very good. Uh, Tetsu Tetsu's name is, it's its all different words, believe it or not. It's iron, clear, pierce, and then iron again. Great. Which is hilarious that they're all different words, but it is just Tetsu 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 Tetsu. And it's kind of a joke because he's an exact copy almost of uh, Kirishima. They have the same birthday, which is hilarious too. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and uh, it also is noted uh, in the manga that his favorite food is spinach because it's iron rich. And I think that's, that's very, really very funny. funny. Oh my God. Speaking of a little bit of k- trivia, Kirishima has a scar on his eye. You may have noticed um, that was from when he was a kid. He got up to take a piss in the middle of the night and itched his eye. And at that exact moment, his quirk manifested. And so he, oh. he, 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 he scratched his little eye. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it's 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 really funny like scars are a big like motif and like character design thing in this and so it's just really interesting that like the writer is just like oh yeah no that's was when he when he was six he got up to piss and then he <laughs> cut himself on accidentally on his own hand someone from 1b says that hey we should work together um just as bakugo is like no <laughs> he fucking he fucking boosts onto the robot that's falling to get the upper hand Saro and Tokiyami uh, both get intros here. Saro is basically Spider-Man, but with tape from his elbows. Um, and Tokiyami has like a spirit living within him. Um, and the only hero I can think of that's like him is Negative Man. If you've seen like um, Doom Patrol or or like Red Doom mm-hmm. Patrol, like, oh, I have this entity that I can project from my body. Maybe Enchantress is like that, too. But it's just like such a weird concept for he's like not cursed he's just like born yeah and he has a bird demon in him which is so I, I don't know if this is going to change on the rewatch but season two i think tokiyami is my favorite character i love tokiyami a lot he's such an edgelord motherfucker but i love him aizawa like totally gets these kids and he and he says that he like knows that they're trying so hard uh, because they know like what's out there in the world they can't be uh shown up because they're the ones that are dealing with real villains sometimes, right? Deku is like super trying to conserve his strength for the rest of the event as he uses a piece of like robot to beat another robot, which is hilarious. That shit was sick as fuck. They roll up to part two of the event, the foul, the fall. <laughs> there is a huge gap to cross. And if you fall, what looks like an infinite amount, you're out. <laughs> I've played video games. You die. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You explode like Mega Man when you do that. Yeah. We then see uh, a girl from the support class uh, show off her items to potential buyers. And like, again, with the marketing angle, she fucking gets it. Um, and she calls all of her items babies, which is so 
it's such a cool thing to show that she like super duper cares about it but she's also like wants to show everybody her like babies Mm -hmm. she's great i love her she sticks around too and and that and she's she is a character capital c and and it rules and like later in the sports festival too keep an eye she's so good she's great she's she's so funny she's basically what deku was going to be in the like my hero beta that we Mm -hmm. talked about last time right oh yeah i guess i I don't have a a quirk she does have a quirk it's not anything for combat though so it's it's like i use my abilities to make items Mm -hmm. that can help me uh be a hero but in this case she wants to market herself to the support item companies which i think is adorable and very good let's secure that bag i get it shoto uh grinds on a rail like it's sonic adventure 2 battle and ida (laughs) says that he doesn't want to seem uncool and then immediately gets called uncool in front of god (laughs) and everyone which i love so much Shoto is like fucking boogie boarding on this thing, and Ida is so fucking stiff. But he's he's getting he's he's getting it done. It's his own in his own quirky way. He's doing it. We get our first real confirmation that Shoto's dad is the number two hero endeavor um, from somebody in the crowd. That's potentially why he has a problem with Deku uh, because All Might is you know mentoring him. Mm-hmm. Part three is a minefield, uh, which is noted to put the um, ones in the lead at a disadvantage, which is, like, really smart, actually. Um, Bakugo catches up with Shoto and, like, fucking grabs him. He's like, you declared war on the wrong fucking student. I'm the one that you gotta beat. They're having a little tussle, and then fucking Deku blows himself the fuck up to get in the lead because he got a bunch of mines together, and he does a fucking Breath of the Wild shield jump (laughs) off of it. Fucking fucking run strat. He truly (laughs) does. Frame-perfect mind skip. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's going to Ganon's fucking castle. No shirt. Like, let's go. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about the fact that this school has a minefield? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, but don't worry. They're they're just they're just powerful enough to make somebody like spin animated weirdly. Motherfucker, that's them. a minefield. <laughs> yeah, maybe one yeah. of the most d- dangerous terrains known to man. <laughs> I think it was actually so. It was in the last episode. Actually, uh, Momo addresses in that episode when the robots come out. She's like, "What? Like, what is the funding? Like, what? Yeah. How, what does the allocation look Absolutely. like at the school?" Um, and then you see mines. Yeah, yeah. and you're like. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> fuck books yeah. we are uh <laughs> buying arms <laughs> we never get a like a confirmation of like why the fuck they can do this but i i chalk it up to like three years of technical geniuses in the support sure. class yeah. and maybe you know people with with uh quirks that can like produce metal or whatever you know so i don't know but it is like it's like where the fuck what where do you keep these like <laughs> the arc that i want to see is like the episode when you find out that like the reason why a lot of these rich kids get in is because their parents are like donating tons of money to the school and you know i mean i won't say that that's (laughs) what happens but like you get later on like the the bigger hero oversight group Mm. defined and it's like okay this they're trying really hard to make this like the most fucking intense school ever But yeah, no. no, it would be it would be wild if like Endeavor was fucking lobbying to the to Nezu or whatever. None of that answers my question, which is why the <laughs> fuck do they have a minefield? <laughs> right. Like because it's this cool. was a great conversation and all, but why <laughs> the fuck does a school have a minefield? What yours didn't? 
Yeah, yours didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Jess, are you okay? <laughs> I went to fucking film school. I had to deal with a minefield. Yeah. <laughs> you like the minefield of society and relationships. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> but unlike society and relationships, Deku is good at this minefield and he <laughs> blows himself the fuck up and gets in the lead. Sick as fuck also. Yeah. The the mm. most sick part is when before he like lands, he's like, oh shit, I got to do another fucking yeet myself thing. And he fucking slams the the armor down like that shit rules deku and bakugo and everybody they're all about slapping shit on the ground like like that's also i think the first time that he has deliberately tried to like undercut his classmates yep Mm -hmm. and we end up going to all might and he's like man i thought that your selflessness was gonna be your weakness but turns out you know that you need to sometimes sabotage your classmates like in in this situation Mm -hmm. to get ahead so good for you and not feel bad about it Mm mm-hmm I was fucking amped whenever like Deku hit the fucking skies and like All Might fucking popped off the fuck out of his chair. I'm like, yes, (laughs) he was so fucking excited. It was so cool. (laughs) The mad lad did it. And uh, basically Deku wins uh, the race and he does it without having ever used his quirk. So again, Mm -hmm. he this is how good he would have done if he was quirkless and got in. Mm -hmm. Other than him jumping up and fucking punching that one robot, he hasn't really used his quirk in school to do something, proving that he was worthy of, of being mm-hmm. in this thing, which I think it rules. I also uh, love right before this happens to uh, Eraserhead is like, oh, this isn't this isn't me. This is all them. And then uh, <laughs> present Mike is like, and there you have it. Eraserhead is a terrible yeah. teacher. They don't say that in <laughs> so Japanese, good. but yeah, so it's fucking don't. funny. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, but it is it is weird that. Like in Japanese, they do say like, what are you teaching these kids? And he's like, I didn't teach them anything. This is all them. Yeah, they they do that. And then immediately after, <laughs> yeah. President Mike says, and there you have it. Yeah. It's so I was, good. I was like, I didn't do anything. I showed up. I got my elbow crunched and I took a bunch of naps. And that was the whole thing. And I yelled at some kids about throwing a ball. <laughs> I'm a good teacher, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's just going in there and, and rolling in the TV and popping in Ice Age. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, he is. He absolutely would be the the like Bill Nye video teacher. <laughs> like one million percent. Um, All right. Have you guys seen Elf? <laughs> listen your teacher's hung over as fuck right now so i'm gonna he's yeah. the foreign language teacher who just brings in some random ass movie and puts it in spanish Dude, so yeah learn. it's like i don't think i'm old enough to watch chocolate <laughs> i watched that in french class in high school no shit like oh my god i'm like awful. maybe maybe we don't yeah. watch this and, and and like the fucking she didn't skip through like any of the the, the real sexy parts because she's just like and eh, you've all seen it before it's fine you know what a penis is <laughs> like okay cool like i mean sure like yeah like great but also like the principal's office is like across the hall like <laughs> and also this stuff that i've seen before i normally don't watch in a room full of 25 other people i don't watch with my teacher <laughs> you know we get like as jess said uh, all might's little speech of like heroes depend a lot on their popularity so they need to have mm-hmm. a desire to be above all others and at your core you're a hero that wants to help others and that's why i chose you but I thought it might be your biggest weakness. Uh, and mm-hmm. then that intensity 
of him being right is cut by him saying, nope, I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is Deku's biggest weakness is that he wants to help others at the expense of himself, which is the is the distinction there. Right. And I want to I'm going to shout out my hero as a series right here. Mm -hmm. Um, This show is so good at deciding when to let Deku win versus when to like not give him that plot armor. And, oh, he's just naturally the best. Blah, blah, blah. Fucking looking at you, Pokemon. (laughs) <laughs> there's such there's such a good balance yeah. though like there really is like because like you're always like not surprised but also surprised mm-hmm. it, it you yeah. know because you could see it going either way and like the like i don't know and and yeah he's not goku and like yeah. when he does get what could be argued as plot armor there are major ramifications for that afterwards almost like he's purchasing it but we see the business course for the first and i honestly think the last time until <laughs> until like like I'm in what I, I keep saying I'm in what season six would be in the manga and we I haven't seen them these, motherfuckers these since. dorks are great <laughs> um, big egghead boy love him love these big fucking spreadsheet dorks shout out to my homies it's just good to know that they're there yeah. in the school and that the school isn't just about punching it's also about like marketing and all that sort of stuff it's cool to, and we saw that with uh, inventions girl I don't think we've learned her name yet right. and then um, with with these business students like everybody has their own angle mm. and like the best thing that you can do in this competition is know what yours is mm-hmm. and like how you need to sell yourself um, and they're talking about Deku they're like he's he did really good but like who, who the fuck is he I don't know anything <laughs> yeah, about like, him nobody is like we have no idea what his quirk is because he didn't fucking use it yep Dude is like, well, actually, no, wait, he wouldn't be registered yet. I was going to say, is his quirk even like registered? But it would not be. So never mind. Yeah. It is. Oh, is it? Registered because oh, okay. he had to change it. Remember when he was getting in school and you're right. Later on, like this isn't a spoiler at all, but later on, we we learned that his quirk in like colloquially is called superpower. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so but but it's rarely ever talked about. So like. Obviously, like, it makes sense why you'd be like, has he even talked about it or is he registered or whatever the fuck? Because he's just like any talking about it would invite comparison to All Might. Because like and they even they address it later on, too, when they talk about like registering your powers and how like sometimes people have to go in multiple times because they'll like put down something and then they find out like, oh, actually, it's not quite that. It's actually this like like Bakugo being an example, like it's it could just be explosions. But then you find out like, oh, no, sweating nitroglycerin, Mm -hmm. that is different. And so like you have to kind of you get more specific and it changes which is really cool gives a good excuse for powers upgrading or changing because it's Mm -hmm. like oh i actually understand it differently bakugo and speaking of quirks bakugo and todoroki's quirks are kind of showing that they are tired out just as your lungs would be um if you were running like that and a big thing of this season is your quirk is you it's not some just magic that you conjure your body is doing this and so um, I think showing a shot of like Bakugo like holding his arm, which it's not like where the explosion juice comes from, but like you have to imagine the stress on his joints is fucking immense. Yeah. If he's going to propel himself forward like that, like fucking I went up the stairs after walking my dog, my fucking knees cracked a million times. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> fucking exploding boy going to burst speed is going to tear his shit the fuck up. Shoto is just like he's real fucking cold, mm-hmm. which I think is hilarious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, in my notes, I have like an all caps like Bakugo and Todoroki are pissed. Yeah, they're mad. <laughs> they are. Yeah. Yeah. They are big mad right now. And that's like maybe the most terrifying thing I've ever seen, too. Yeah. We see our results from the race and it's a mix from classes A through C. Um, 
And as a special little note, there's a guy with a little uh, speech bubble head that says dang it on it. Um, that comic head guy fucking rules. He's in he's in one uh, B and I can't wait until we see him more. Um, like just as an aside, his name is Manga Fukidashi, which r- literally means manga speech bubble, <laughs> which is very good. Oh my god, good. that's amazing! That's so good. And he's creative as fuck, but we're gonna have to like wait for a while to see him do anything else. But just in the meantime, take notice of him because he literally like wears his thoughts on his face, which is a manga speech bubble, and it good. rules. Good. That's cool. And his name is Manga, which is fucking good. I I love that my hero just decided to not give a single fuck right. about like making Physiology. things make sense. Yeah, yeah they yeah. were just like, sure, you'll buy it. Yeah, yeah. There's a person who can like separate their body into infinite little <laughs> chunks and and make them float wherever. It's just like, what the fuck? Like X Men wouldn't do that kind of shit. But like in no. this world, it's just like, no, that's how it is, mm-hmm. and you have to just go, okay. This person's <laughs> just like this, and you got to fucking deal with it, bud. Mm-hmm. No, I because you have so many nerds, right, who are so obsessed with world building and rules. And yeah. you know, I get it. I get it. But at the same time, it is so satisfying when you just like have this this content that says, eh, no, but I said it can happen. So yeah, okay, it's cool. great. Oh, I was going to say that um, this is another thing where my hero has something in common with Applebee's, uh, but it's Outback Steakhouse. That is no rules. <laughs> just right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, just like not to overhype it, but just like to say that like all of these characters uh, and quirks are just as defined as 1A is. And that's from the jump. It's like so rewarding to go back and look and just be like, oh, yeah. And so we get uh, Midnight's introduction to the second game, which is a cavalry battle, which I take it to be something more common in Japan than it is here. And in here <laughs> yeah. it is nothing. That's nothing. But uh, it must be like a schoolyard thing in Japan. I don't know. At me or don't. I don't care. Uh, the <laughs> There's like somebody who's listening from Japan and they're like, no, no, I don't know what the fuck this is either. Nate. <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, people make a horse and play capture the flag with headbands with point values. Number 42, which is Aoyama, who has got major poopy, poopy dance going on. Uh, he has five points and number one has 10 fucking million, basically meaning if you take down the top person, you win. No matter the co- I, I did the math, no matter the combination of the other points, you, you won't get you won't win. Deku is the golden stitch. Yeah. Yeah, Stitch. He, Snitch, <laughs> Stitch. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, Deku, yeah. Deku, absolutely. And this is I have here like this is what it's like to be at the top and he's feeling it. Um, and if Deku wants to be the new All Might, he's going to need to get used to having a target on his back mm-hmm. because you want to be the world's best hero. Here is literally 41 other people who also want to be the world's best hero for mm-hmm. one reason or another. So you're not special for wanting. You're not special for being the protagonist, basically, which I think is really cool. But that is it for these uh, episodes. Do we have like any other notes um, My- that you wanted to get to? Oh, okay. Jesus Christ. Sorry, my cat was being Sorry, evil. Go ahead, Jess. I'll um, do my bit after. No, my note is uh, fucking expel Manetta, yeah. who, used his, who used his sticky balls to uh, oh, yeah. attach himself to Momo. Mm-hmm. So she had to carry him. And then on top of that was like, oh, and I saw like I killed two birds with one stone because I kept her from being able to button her fucking shirt or zip it up because like he's holding it back. Murder and and she's now... She is now a 14-year-old girl crossing the finish line in a bra. Yep. Hooray. Ah. Bringing great honor to my, my rich family that got me here on recommendations. Eat shit, Manetta. 
I am I am absolutely waiting for uh the point in my hero where we just see her standing over his bed <laughs> and with a knife. Uh, <laughs> with yes, with a knife that she um, makes from her yes, body. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. But anyway, Cam, uh you were you were yeah, you you were horning. <laughs> Minetta's not the only one that's horny, it's Cam. Let's go. <laughs> What's up, motherfuckers? Welcome to Cam Koenig's advertisement corner. As you all know, oh, I do fuck. not pay for the ad-free Hulu. Um, cause I don't pay for Hulu. My mom does cause I'm a millennial. <laughs> so I'm telling you about the ads that I watched, uh, that I am cursed to now deal with cause I have backed myself into this corner because I hate myself, uh, for the sake of content. Four ads jumped out to me this time, or should I say 16? No, oh, no. <laughs> Number one, Tide Pods. Tide Pods did this ad basically about like, Hey, fucking wash your clothes. You know what laundry's for. Don't fucking eat this shit. They're trying to distance themselves from that. It had like children who i think are like 10 to 12 like not super young they were like giving them a lot of shit because they would like bring them breakfast in bed and like accidentally spill the shit over which like hey you're 12 years old fucking figure it out but also like you know they're doing a nice thing it's fine whatever but then after that it cut to them being like all right we're gonna like straight up just fucking roll around in a puddle of mud <laughs> <laughs> Like straight up, like fucking arms and legs out, like just like fucking rolling around like a fucking pair of Lincoln logs in a giant lake. Yeah, like my mom would throw me away. Right. Like <laughs> if, if that happened, <laughs> like this one's bad. I'm getting another one. I don't give a shit. Like, I know that's a joke of like, oh, the kids going out and like, oh, they just rolled around in the mud. That's why they got dirty. No kid ever does that. Now, see, that's that's what we did before we played in the school minefield. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> I think that we just grew up very differently, Cam. We are not the same. <laughs> Jess, again, I restate, are are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, number two, um, a good advertisement that I thought was neat uh, because it tickled my ADHD brain. Did you know Samsung has smart laundry? And it'll like fucking, you have to like set it up with an app and it straight up will let you like turn on and off the washer and dryer and set a timer from your phone and will also fucking yell at you whenever your laundry's done. For your shitty mud kids. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My favorite Pokemon, Mud Kid. Mud Kid. When, yeah, when, we call me when fucking Samsung has a smart make me go down three flights of stairs and put the fucking laundry in there in the first place app. <laughs> Samsung, where is your, uh, smart make me stop eating out so much because cooking is exhausting um that'd be pretty cool god that's a fucking mood number three charles entertainment cheese decided to grace oh, us yeah. with their presence a lot of kids in this ad wearing masks that's weird like bums me the fuck out dude i've seen those on youtube yeah man and they're always just like hey come on into chuck e cheese hey kids if you're listening to this fucking don't <laughs> like chuck e cheese wasn't safe before <laughs> we're recording this december 1st of 2020 arguably the height of the pandemic in the united states of america <laughs> don't go to fucking chuck e cheese don't hang out with a rat don't hang out with a rat <laughs> honestly probably safer to hang out with a regular rat Number four through 16. That's right. They played the ad for the fucking Mandalorian 12 times. I'm not going to watch that fucking oh show, God. Disney. Jesus fucking That's Christ. That's not even stop. a Hulu show. They played that ad 12 times. I counted. It was 30 seconds each. 360 seconds of my life just gone. That's six minutes. Oh, man. Watching the same Jesus. clip over and over again about... A series that I largely do not give a fuck about. Like, I get that the Mandalorian <laughs> is hot shit right now. I don't give a fuck about Star Wars. Like, I don't. I get it. If you love it, that's great. But 
Jesus fucking Christ, Disney, you have more money than God. Play me at least a slightly different version of that ad. I swear to God. It's just one Taylor Swift folklore ad. That's that's on Disney Plus, yeah, right? Fucking yeah. Just like play me one of those short fucking Mickey Mouse clips. Those are great. Anyway, that's been my bad advertisement corner. Um, a follow up to your bad advertisements. Did either of you try the um, cinnamon apple waffles? No, I've not. I didn't see it when I went to Target. I did. Oh, shit. All right. So then we're check- checking in with Jess. Hit me with them deets. They are good. That's the report. They're good. They're good. <laughs> Can you mail me some? Or Yeah. Cool. I'm going to go raid my uh, local grocery store. Just like throw a frozen waffle in an envelope and just send it out. <laughs> we're going long, but like, do you put topping on, toppings on that? Like, because I imagine some whipped cream on that would fucking rule. Ooh. I didn't even Ooh. think about whipped cream. Some fucking baked apple slices and shit. Fucking. Ooh, I mean, shit. it's, it's I was up Ego way too much, but you know. I just put like fucking <laughs> butter. <laughs> like, maybe maybe yeah, some apple butter I, could be good. Oh, apple butter. You guys are so much smarter than I am. I, I was so basic. I One of the times that I had it, I literally just like like toast. I had it like toast. I just put two in, put some butter on them, put them on like paper towel, ate them with Hell butter. Yeah. Really Hell yeah, good. dude. The other time I did the butter and syrup. Mm-hmm. And that was also good, very good. good. But apple butter and whipped cream mm. and like apples too. All good ideas. I, I will experiment maybe. There's your free advertising. I go fucking sponsor our shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. I know you're I know you're waiting for the next Stranger Things season. So you're going to be relevant again. Fucking sponsor us. <laughs> I'll sell. I'll sell out. Let me quit. Y'all like anime. Let me quit, let me, yeah. Let me quit my job. <laughs> yeah. We'll get, we'll, we'll get present Mike to do your ads. Oh, I'd listen to the shit out of those. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Jesus Christ. I, Waffle Inferno. <laughs> Waffle Inferno. <laughs> Are you ready? Anyway. Um. <laughs> That's the show that we've done, huh? Yes. That's a show we've done. <laughs> <laughs> That's all, folks. Uh, so, everyone, <sighs> thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Big Three. Next time, we're going to be talking about episodes 17 through 20, which is four episodes. So remember, if you've liked these episodes or think that we've missed something, hit us up at, at Big3Cast on Twitter, all spelled out, or check out our Discord link in the description. And of course, check out somegoodshows.biz for some more good shows like this one. With that, our show art is by the wonderful Jess Howard. Our music is by Julian V. Uh, for the second time in a row, their work can be found at, at JulesVZ. They fucking rule if they have the time. You should definitely commission them just to make some jams just for fun, because that shit fucking rules, dude. The synth solo is fat as fuck. <laughs> so good. Um, I can be found at at Victory Position on Twitter. I can be found at Just Jess is Fine. And I can be found at at The Camdy Man. And this has been The Big Three. Peace. Peace.